Am I who I think I am? In our house, my bedroom happens to be the family convention center. Spontaneous family meetings are almost always held there. It also happens to be a fashion show platform where some of my family members showcase their new clothes, bags, and shoes. I don't quite mind a free fashion show. It is entertainment that distracts me from introverting in my room. Given that my bedroom has acquired the status of public space, just like the toilet, bathroom, kitchen, living space, and dining space, almost everyone enters without knocking. My mother especially enjoys announcing her presence this way. I know you're probably wondering why I can't just lock the door with a key. But if you think that President Trump is most likely more than anyone else capable of causing World War III, then try and enjoy certain privileges, such as locking your bedroom door in an African home. In her usual fashion of turning the doorknob in a flash and swinging the door wide open, making sure it slams the wall, which I probably deserve at this point for forgetting to replace the door stopper. She walked into my room yesterday and asked how I was doing and how the job search was going. Quite honestly, it's like I keep forgetting how my existential problems are not issues very many baby boomers and generation Xs had to think about while transitioning into adulthood. Or so, it seems. The dialogue between my mother and I went a little like this. Sasa kaana, leo umeshindwa kifanya nini huko? Hakuna. Just my own to small small project. Yeah. I mean, are you really a millennial if you have no small project you're working on? Na kutafuta kazi inaendelea aje? Si poa vile. Sidhani wase wana haya. Plus, I've not really heard anything from anyone so far. I don't know. I just don't think people are really employing. Which, if you think about it, it's just unfortunate. Because now, unatuma all these application documents. Alafu lazima you prepare yourself for no response. Eh, ni job too useless, but I guess you never know. While judging me with her eyes, she then proceeded to say, Ati useless? Useless no means are too juicy. Sasa, do you think you're the only one? Ungekuwa umetuma a thousand jobs, umeapply a thousand jobs. Ungekuwa unasema nini sasa? She proceeded to say a couple of other things, but I had already zoned out. I really have no idea why my mouth forms itself to let out certain words before my brain has comprehended them and sent out some sort of signal to my mouth as to how to carefully and strategically let them out. I had literally just bought myself a one-way ticket to an African parents' lecture. If you're African, you know that these are dished out at the slightest provocation and sometimes when you're busy minding your own business by being quiet. Most importantly, you are never too old for these lectures. A wonderful and gracious ancestor somewhere must have felt sorry for me and decided to perform some sort of ancestral magic that partly involved crushing my enemy's desires 
because suddenly my mother was changing her tune. She began to let me know that I am doing the best that I can and sometimes things are really just out of one's control. That that should not make anyone doubt his or her efforts or self-worth. She then proceeded to let me know that she too goes through moments of self-doubt. Um, hold up. <laughs> Plot twist. What? Ati? Yes. I was just as shocked as you are. You should have seen the look on my face. Many African parents rarely show their vulnerability, if ever at all. At this point, I was beginning to think that the magic performing ancestor was not African at all, which will then make sense because some of the issues I deal with as a young millennial are apparently not African. However, I digress. She finally concluded with, My daughter is not useless. In Jesus' name, say amen. <laughs> and I just thought to myself that I was merely stating the facts and not calling myself useless. But African mothers, they are who they are. And I am very thankful for mine. She had a very valid point though. It always happens that when life does not go your way, you begin to doubt whatever system was set in place to propel you to your destination. And you begin to doubt yourself as well. Doubting myself is not a concept that has recently been brought into my life as a result of the job search dry spell. It is something that has always been there. I don't remember exactly when it started, but I can recall a few occasions when I truly doubted myself. When I was transitioning into puberty and certain body parts were beginning to grow seemingly faster than everyone else's and a couple of mates could possibly not miss out on the chance to make fun of that, lest they died. I thought I was becoming womanly and beautiful, but I began to think that maybe I was some type of freak. I once told my mother that I wanted to have smaller boobs because I was growing too fast. I look at the trend now and I just laugh at my 12-year-old self. The many times I failed composition writing in primary school, despite my love for writing stories, especially within an African context. Kwanzaa, those ones I failed the most. Some will probably make fun of this, but I genuinely believe that I have always been passionate about having the ability to create something. When I failed to get certain grades in high school, and at some point, my concerned parents decided to visit the school teachers and find out what was going on. When I wasn't sure why I had enrolled in business school to pursue finance, which will be a story for another day. There was a time I got an unexpected fail in architecture school and I just wanted to quit. I had had enough. Let me not also forget the times when I ended up with a broken heart and I doubted if I was truly enough. Stories of love will, however, be told in later episodes. For now, I shall be focusing on understanding of the self. Recently, just after publishing my first episode on here, I asked someone in my life if I really should share some of my stories, because heaven forbid that I talk about my struggles in a bid to make people feel slightly better, and then those same struggles are used to ridicule me.
Her response was, You always do this. Every time you're onto something, you start doubting yourself, then you stop. If you keep this up, you'll never get anything done. Eish, sawa, pole pole, si vita. But she was right. Recalling the instances when I have experienced self-doubt has highlighted to me that I perhaps seek validation from others, which means I really do hold others' opinions in high regard. This shouldn't be the case. I often find myself being envious of people who say they don't care about others or their opinions. However, in my bombing time, I keep coming across information that suggests that this is not necessarily true. Many people really do care. Perhaps they just don't know it or want to show it. So I have quite the task ahead of me to unlearn seeking validation from others, which come to think of it will not be easy because many of us have grown up with a reward system being in place. Think about it. The narrative is, if you do good, then you shall receive good. If you do bad, then you shall receive bad. What about when I do good, or at the very least, what I am meant to be doing and receive bad? Then, what happens next? I'm sure this, coupled with other issues perhaps from my past or maybe present, contribute to my moments of self-doubt, which is something I shall keep looking into and maybe tell a story about it someday. Until then, it is dawning on me that self-doubt is something many of us may have to fight until we each meet our death. I mean, self-doubt contributes to regrets, right? And it is when death occurs that people begin listing the number of things they regret not doing. Either way, self-doubt or no self-doubt, you simply have to take a chance on yourself. It's not often that someone else will. Just maybe, in doing so, your purpose and identity will reveal themselves to you with clarity. Until next time, I have been your host, Fine Apple Speaks.